Well, welcome to Midlife Mastery. I'm Brock Edwards. And of course, this is the show where we're looking for ideas, information, inspiration on ways to master midlife. And right now, I typically have a guest on. I, I don't today. This is just me because I want to share a little bit about my mission to get in the best shape of my life. So in the last episode was with Kevin English, and he is from the Silver Edge and also hosts the Over 50 Health and Wellness Podcast. I shared I was going to be working with him as my fitness and nutritional trainer. And I was also, I did an episode with him a little while ago, and we talked a little bit more about this. So if you haven't caught those episodes, I would encourage catching them. But I will also just give a summary here as well. So maybe you can relate to my journey. Maybe you can. I used to be in pretty decent shape, but it would come and go depending on what was happening in life, right? So I grew up racing motocross in my late teens. In my 20s, I raced mountain bikes and cyclocross. Really, that was my late 20s after I got done with college and everything. In my 30s, I found myself taking on kind of a one big challenge every year or so that I'd really train for. I you know, do a century, 100-mile bike ride sprint triathlon. At one point I was training to do a, you know, the tough mutter didn't end up doing it for some other reasons, but you know, it was like this one big challenge, but then I got busy with career and kids and I tried to stay active and I keep lifting weights, mountain biking, running, but it really got pretty hit or miss. I just wasn't as active in general. And the more out of shape I got, the less I wanted to exercise and the less I wanted to exercise, the more out of shape I got. So it became this really vicious downward circle. And whenever I did try to get back in shape, right as I started to really make progress, life would get in the way, I get busy with kids or job, or I get injured and have to take some time off of, of exercise. And now over the past several years, I mean, I don't want to paint too bleak of a picture here. I've done a few half marathons. Last fall, I hit a bench press goal and I've been really trying to eat cleaner, but it has been kind of fits and spurts. You know, I focus for a little while and then get out of it. And my weight is still much, much higher than when I was really fit. I've been, I've tracked my weight for uh, since about 2002 and I can just watch it increase over time and almost see the jumps up whenever, you know, life or jobs got stressful, made a big change. My weight kind of jumps up and, and never really comes back down. I push down for a little bit, but then it comes back up and it kind of stabilized at, at an area that's just, just way too high, much higher than I want it to be. And so We've got that. I sit too much office job. I don't move as much as I used to. I'm not as flexible as I used to be. One shoulder and an elbow with some mobility issues, just you know, injuries and getting older stuff, maybe. I, I don't know. And so while I'm otherwise healthy and at 51, you know, I don't take any medication for anything other than some over-the-counter allergy medicine for hay fever type stuff. Uh, and I generally feel pretty good. However, I know that what I do now will really have a huge impact on my health, on my fitness, and on my quality of life as I get older. So what I do in the next year or two, couple of years, is going to have a, a really big impact later in life. And so really for me, this has become a moment of, if not now, when? And so I want to share this journey for, for several reasons. Probably the biggest is this show is about mastering midlife simply because I'm trying to master midlife and I'm looking for ways and I talk to people to try and figure it out. And health and wellness is a huge part of that journey. And so as I travel down this path, I'm hopeful that you'll be inspired on your own journey by what I'm doing and can maybe learn from my successes and failures. And, and frankly, I also really enjoy the encouragement and the accountability of everyone to keep me going. You know, they say that you should let people know so other people can hold you accountable. Well, I'm letting 
all of you know so that you can hold me accountable and keep me going. Now, here's the thing. And this is all a little weird for me to talk about. One, because I'm, I'm actually a really private person. But also, you know, what's the best shape of my life for me is probably not the same for you. You might, you probably have a completely different vision and different goals. Also, you know, I'm not a doctor. I have no fitness or nutritional certifications. I'm not an expert by any stretch. And so when we talk about this, I'm really not suggesting that you do anything or, or don't do anything or that anything that I do or don't do would work for you. Like my goals are not your goals. My constraints are not your constraints, you know, all those things. So it's always good advice to seek your own healthcare and fitness professionals for actual guidance on this stuff. I'm sharing my journey, but your journey is probably different. And also Talking about fitness is weird. I, I am finding this one, not only because like I say, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a, a private person. I'm generally much more comfortable interviewing people than I am talking about myself. You know, when we think about fitness, there are a lot of definitions to fitness. There are many different aspects to fitness. So when I say fitness, some of you are probably thinking uh, about yoga, about flexibility and mobility. Some of you may be thinking about lifting weights and big muscles. Some of you may be thinking about CrossFit type things. Some of you may be thinking endurance sports, marathons, triathlons. Some of you may just be thinking about kind of the, you know, weekend basketball, soccer game. And I find that people tend to be really, really attached to the definitions of fitness that they're good at and they enjoy and tend to be dismissive of the ones that, that they aren't. Now, that's not true for all people, but you can definitely see some people will say, you know, never do cardio, only lift weights. Other people are just, you know, oh, I don't really want to lift weights at all. I just want to do cardio. And it's different for everyone. So that makes it a little weird because people, some people are really hooked into what they believe about health and fitness and totally the same for diet and nutrition, right? Whatever you say, whatever you throw out there, someone has a different thought, different opinion, something else that works for them. And that's cool because we're all different. I don't believe there is any one size fits all solution to fitness, health, wellness, diet. I believe there are some common principles that tend to work well for most people. That's just from my observation, not from any expertise, but we are all different. And so I don't think there is one perfect right way for anyone. And, you know, when we talk about fitness and health, of course, we probably talk about weight. That's a, a big part of it. And I'm kind of starting to discover that talking about weight is a little bit like talking about age. And so if you're listening to this podcast, I know that, you know, you probably talk about, think about age as well. You know, it's something that all of us are thinking about, but there are some really weird social norms about discussing it. And so on one hand, as I talk about my journey here, I want to discuss all the numbers and all the details because they provide great context to help you understand my specific situation and the progress that I'm making. But on the other hand, getting into the details and the numbers can be a real distraction because those are my details and numbers and they, just, they apply specifically to me, but not generally to other people. And so I'm going to try and find a balance in there as we talk about this. So Fitness and health goals, getting in the best shape of my life. What does that mean to me? Again, best shape of your life is probably different. But for me, what I'm looking at is the kind of thing that drives <laughs> fitness professionals nuts because you know, I want it all, right? And uh, so it's, sometimes it's hard to do everything at once. But basically, I want to lose right about 45 pounds, which I think will get me down to about 12% body fat and about a 31-inch waist. Now, 
I do have a weight number in mind. And because, you know, weight is easy to see, weight is easy to track. And I know from about where I was at a certain weight in the past about kind of what the other level, uh, what other measures were. But actually, I'm really not all that concerned with the weight. I'm much more concerned with, with body fat and waist size. And, and so if I keep my current amount of muscle and get to my target weight, I will be really fit. I'm much stronger now than I was in years past. And, and so I just know that from my experience, those, those, those are pretty good numbers. They're, they're guesses, they're ballparks, but they should be pretty good. And I'm targeting the end of the year to do it. Now that's aggressive, but should be doable. 45 pounds in 26 weeks, you know, that's that's about two pounds a week. And that's kind of, from my experience, the limit of what I can do when I'm super focused and especially over time. But really, you know, I've driven my weight down before only to have it rebound. As I mentioned, as I've been tracking my weight, it trends upwards. I've kind of plateaued over the last several years within about 10 pounds, but I'm really looking at long-term sustainability. And so if it takes me longer to get there, great. It's getting there and more importantly, staying there. That's really, really important to me. And if I'm able to get the body composition levels where I want them to be, then, you know, the, the absolute weight isn't, isn't really that important to me, but it, it's a target and something to work towards. So that's kind of the, the fitness and body composition strength. I'd like to maintain or increase overall strength. Sure. Who wouldn't? There's been shown to be some real benefits to increasing strength, maintaining your strength as you get older. I'm not really concerned with adding more muscle, training like a bodybuilder or anything, but I do want functional real world integrated strength with, with no weird imbalances. If my upper body's strong, my lower body should be strong, the core, everything tying it together should all be all be strong. You know, I want to be able to perform in the real world, helping people move, lifting up things. And, you know, life's just easier when it's easier to pick up heavy things, right? So that said, I, I do have some targets. Again, these are just really, really specific to me. I want to be able to bench 225 for two reps, squat and deadlift 315 for two reps. Those numbers, I mean, they're, they're slightly arbitrary. They are based a bit on a body weight ratio. You know, if you weigh X amount, you should be able to do <laughs> lift X amount. They're built a bit on practicality. So those numbers are in no way impressive to a power lifter or a college athlete or anything, but really actually pretty solid for an office worker. And those are, are challenging, but I think doable without investing my entire life in it. And some of it is just a bit ego. So those, if, if you don't lift a lot of weights, those are the natural numbers when using 45 pound plates. So that bench number is two 45 pound plates on each side of the bar, the squat and deadlift are three. So that's just kind of a, a fun ego thing, I guess. So however, strength is not a super focus until my, I get my body fat down. Like I say, overall, I'm pretty strong. I think I can get more balanced with my strength, but when I get my weight down to where I want it to be, when I get my body composition down to where I want it to be, that'll actually be pretty good power to weight ratio. Running, actually, Kevin and I have not discussed my running goals. I would love to be able to do a two-hour half marathon. Um, not a super focus right now, in fact, but I know that when I get my weight down, that will do a lot to get me there. So we see, you know, I want to get my weight to a good place, body composition, a good place, strength to what I feel is a challenging, but, but a good place and have some, have some endurance. Now, blood pressure, I want rock solid normal. That's one of those things. I've always had really good blood pressure. It's been creeping up over the past several years and I'd like to get it back to ideal before it gets out of control and I need to be on meds about it. So this isn't anything that I'm really working on with, with Kevin. 
I think it'll just be a nice side effect when I start dropping fat and eating healthier. That should really, everything I've read indicates that should probably bring it back on, uh, to where I want it to be. If it doesn't, well, then those are, you know, other conversations in the future. So really, I'm not looking for extremes, but I am looking to be pretty good in all areas. Now, in the past, I've been fit and healthy in one or two of those areas, but really haven't been all at once. I've really kind of focused on weight, uh, you know, lifting weights or cardio or just uh, body weight, body composition. I haven't really put those all together and really want to bring all those together. Now, again, these are my goals for reasons that are important to me. I'm not suggesting they should be your goals. I'm not, I don't think they represent any kind of ideal. They don't. And I suspect my goals will probably evolve over time. You know, I pick some numbers now from where I'm at, but as I get closer to them, I suspect those goals can and should and will evolve. So let's talk a little bit about, okay, what does that mean? How do I get there? What, what's Kevin got me doing? So he will actually, and I encourage you to listen to his podcast, the Over 50 Health and Wellness Podcast, because he'll be talking about some of my journey from the coach's perspective and why he's having me do some of these things. I'm talking about it from the client's perspective and what I'm doing and how it's going. And so the food plan, he created a food plan for me based on some algorithms that say will get me to my weight goal in the target timeframe. And it's 1500 calories a day and about hundred grams of protein. There's some other things in there, but those are the big numbers. And really, I haven't tried to get to 1,500 calories a day yet. I'm working on some other things that I'll mention in just a minute. Really, I'm at more like 1,800, 2,200 calories a day. But I used to be at 2,500 to 3,000 a day. And so that's an immediate improvement in the right direction. And basically, I cut out a lot of processed food. You know, not getting fast food, trying to not eat things that come in wrappers, candy bars. I used to, you know, grab some, just love the king size Reese's peanut butter cups. And so I convinced myself that, you know, it's, it's got proteins, peanut butter, right? It's healthy. Yeah. That would be a quick snack. Well, there's, you know, a lot of calories in that. There's a lot of sugar in that. And so cut that all that out immediately. I've tried to add in a green protein smoothie and fresh juice. I, I juice my own fruits and vegetables for additional micronutrients and really oddly, I haven't been hungry or really had any cravings. So, you know, kind of first stages of it, just trying to transition to eating cleaner has gone pretty well. So like I say, I'm not too fixated on calories yet. First week, really just trying to eat cleanish, get a, get a baseline and then start tweaking things. Second week, this past week, I've been really focused on getting my protein over hundred grams because I wasn't, I was only at about 50 or 60 grams. And so I did it. Uh, you know, the, the cheap, easy way. I did it with protein bars, but that brought my sugar levels up that brought in extra calories and you know, protein bars are, are still processed. And as I'm trying to get rid of processed and particularly just get rid of the sugar and, and the sodium that comes in all the processed next week, I'll really be working on finding healthier protein that'll involve a, a bit more meal prep. But once protein is dialed in, I'll start looking at the calories and so, you know, I want, I want to say being transparent here on one hand, what I'm eating is cleaned up a lot, but I'm still starting the day with energy drinks. So I don't like coffee, but I really like caffeine. And so I tend to have energy drinks and ending the day with a beer or two to, to wind down. Now, cutting those out will be an immediate 400 calorie improvement, 400 plus calorie improvement. Those are on the radar, but I'm going one step at a time here. All right. 
I say, trying to give details, but stay high level. Hopefully, hopefully that's coming across. Tracking food. So Kevin has me tracking food and using MyFitnessPal. You may have used that app. I know there's other apps out there. There's some cool things about it. There's some difficult things about it. One of the things that I found is that tracking is really super easy to do for processed food. Like anything with a barcode, MyFitnessPal does that really well. You can just scan the barcode with your phone. Immediately, all the information's in there which ironically encourages me to eat processed food because it's way easier to scan one barcode than to start listing out all the ingredients and how much I think was in there. So a little bit of a trade-off there for me. I've discovered in, in doing the tracking that my sodium intake is far too high, even though I've cut out things with a lot of sodium in it, like fast food and that, you know, some things that surprised me. So I was using guacamole because it was really, well, I like guacamole and it was easier to put a couple of tablespoons of guacamole on, on my food than cut up an avocado. Although I discovered that the brand I was using has 800 milligrams of sodium per serving. Never would have known if I wasn't tracking it. So very easy for me to switch do other things. But if I don't know, I can't change. Also, as I mentioned, I discovered that the protein bars are way higher in sugar than I want. And I discovered that, and this has probably nothing to do with tracking, but I'm not as satiated after eating them, perhaps because of the sugar. And so that's something for me to think about and to consider. I'm not saying I'll cut out protein bars completely, but all this information goes into the equation. I have found that the tracking has really cut down on mindless eating. You know, in the past, just kind of walking through the kitchen, right? Grab a snack, handful of tortilla chips, a fistful of M&Ms, uh, or have a cookie or donut at work, those kinds of things. We're not really thinking about it, just kind of, well, I'm hungry, maybe I should get something snacking as I'm making dinner, those kinds of things. You know, none of it's any big deal, but it really adds up over time. And so I've found that by tracking food, I've completely cut that out. And so really, I found tracking food is great for identifying blind spots and how I'm eating and what I'm taking in. So that's been really, really helpful for me. Uh, there's a, a book by Josh Hillis, Fat Loss Happens on Monday. That is one of the prime key principles he talks about. It's just, just tracking it. If nothing else, track it. And you, you learn a lot from doing it. So even though what you're eating probably looks different than what I'm eating, tracking, I found it was really helpful in identifying some blind spots and providing some additional information. So definitely keep doing that. Exercise. Let's talk about the exercise program Kevin has me on. Right now, it's not that bad. Although the first workout or two was actually really rough. <laughs> um, currently, he has me doing three workouts a week with a mix of mobility and compound movement. So that's really great for me. That's what I love. I, I don't like just personal preference. I don't like using machines. I like using barbells. And I like moves that incorporate a lot of the big muscle groups like squats, deadlift, bench press, overhead press, those sorts of things. So that works well for me. I am having to start slower than expected uh, because of the summer heat. And frankly, I'm just not in as good a shape as I thought. Now, Starting slower than I anticipated is not a big deal. I'm, I'm after long-term sustainability. I don't chase ego numbers really in the gym. I, I really like to focus on form, on doing it safely, on doing it in a way that I can repeat it. So, you know, going out and hitting my records the first week, yeah, not what I'm looking to do at all. Kevin knows that. That's not what he's looking to do. Really want to spend time building the foundation and not being overwhelmed, not being discouraged right from the start. Right. I'd much rather have a slow start and a really strong finish than just burning out in the first couple of weeks, which by the way, I've done that in the past way too many times. Now talking about the heat. So I have a pretty decently equipped garage gym. I've got power rack, barbells, a lot of weights. 
but it's also in an unair conditioned garage in central Texas. And so it's hundred plus degrees there in the summer and it's the summer. So that's a little bit of a challenge for me as I, you know, there are gyms around. I could go to a gym. I really prefer working out alone and I love the convenience of doing it in my garage. So I've got to figure that out, got to balance that out. So that's kind of where that's at. I want to share a couple of thoughts on working with a trainer because I've never worked with a trainer before and certainly never with one who's in a completely different state the way Kevin and I are. So, you know, when I first got on this, I'm going to get in the best shape of my life. What I had in my mind was, of course, the montage from Rocky Four. And, and I don't know if you remember this. You can actually just find the montage on, on YouTube. But basically, you know, his opponent is working out in a very high-tech gym with a bunch of scientists around him. And Rocky is out there in the middle of winter in Russia, you know, just running through feet of snow and picking up rocks and super disciplined, just, you know, scrappy, underdog, focused, grit, determination. And that's what I had in my mind, even though I'm way old enough to know better, but like I was going to be up and just be this machine working out every morning, tracking every detail. But yeah. Forgetting that, you know, no, I am who I am and my habits are my habits. And if I want them to be different, I have to change them. So yeah, it hasn't really looked like that, right? I'm, I'm much better. I'm making progress, but I also still find myself getting the workout in maybe more at the last moment. Like if I'm getting three, doing three workouts a week, I know the first one's probably got to be done by Tuesday night to get it all in. Yeah, it's been Tuesday night <laughs> the past two weeks. So working with Kevin is great because I do get the workouts in because I know I've got to get it done. So even if it is hot in the garage or it's early in the morning or whatever, I've got to do it. I'm accountable to him. I said I would do it. I've got to do it. Another thing, he has me doing mobility work, which I've never really done, even though I think it's important. So some of that's knowledge. Some of that's, you know, I'd just rather be picking up heavy things because that feels more productive, but he's got it built in. It, it's a nice warm up for me, gets me loose, but I also know it's just working on overall mobility over time. So that's awesome. And really working with a trainer, he has an objective perspective and a big picture view and balances where I'm at with where I want to be. And what I mean by that is left to my own devices, I tend to go either too easy because of where I'm at, or I try to leapfrog to be where I want to be. And neither works in the long term. So that's been super helpful. All right. So been talking a lot here. What's my progress over the past two weeks? I, I just want to get the baseline out there so everyone knows where I'm coming from. Maybe you can relate. I suspect pieces of it you can relate to. And I want to let just, just let you know, like I'm not in the shape I want to be in. I'm actually really not in the shape I want to be in. I've got some targets. They're, they're going to be hard. They're, they're not easy. And, and we're, we're going to get it done. And, and so progress right now in the first two weeks, I've dropped a couple pounds. I, I've dropped an inch from my waist. That's awesome. And my blood pressure is already trending lower. So all good. Now, I say that with a caveat, of course, I know from my experience, my weight loss could just be kind of that initial water weight. Waist measures aren't always consistent for me. I don't know if, you know, one day just like really bloated or just, you know, I'm using a measuring tape and where it hits on my body might be different, but I find it, it can vary. So tentatively, I'm really excited with the progress. Since, and since it's the long term that I'm after, I will have much more faith in those measurements just as time goes on. You know, now that the first couple of weeks of eating differently are done, I, I, I will believe kind of the weight measures more. I think it's going to stabilize. Um, and 
Anyway, my, my shoulder seems to be doing better. And I just had some range of motion issues and it would start to hurt. And it's been that way actually for probably the past year. So that's, that's better. That's great. I noticed my elbow, my other elbow, I was just, when I would grip something, it would, I could feel it. It would hurt a little bit kind of over by the elbow and the tendons there. That seems to have totally disappeared. Don't know if it's anything we did or just, you know, it, cleared itself up over time or what. It was never one of those things that was debilitating in any way. It was just an annoyance. And so I never really did anything to fix it. And so now Kevin's got me doing stuff to fix this. And that's awesome. That's all progress in the right direction. So it's not the social media, like, you know, Hey, I started this exercise program and now I've lost 47 pounds yesterday. Now this is more, I think real world, you know, your mileage may vary most people are probably doing better than I'm doing, but I'm in the right direction and that's what I love. And thank you for joining me on this journey. So, I mean, please make comments, send me your thoughts, send me your encouragement, love the encouragement, share your journey, what you've got going on. And uh, yeah, let's just go from there. So thank you so much. And of course, stay tuned. There's uh, much more to come on this.